So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? I don't know, like touch a flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh boy! The wop wop wop. You fucking blew it. That's idling. Yo, what's going on? Uh, welcome to Moped Money Podcast. Uh, we're back another week. Uh, this is episode 161. Still kicking the ball down the roll, down the old road there. Roll, road, something like that. Um, yeah, uh, we're doing it. Mopeds are alive and well. Um, I guess we're going to do this little thing this week where we kind of continue a series that we started last week or the week before, something like that. I guess it's a series. I don't really know what to call it, but we're, uh, I, you know, I already reached out to, uh, the two strokes moped club and the trace Reyes moped cult. And now we need the third club that's applying for moped army this year, which is the crypt creepers. So we got Josh on the phone live. What's up, dude? What's up? What's going on, baby? Dude, we had oh, a, living the dream. Yeah, dude, we had a good weekend um, for mopeds, dude. We had um, our buddy Conan from Smog Squad come up to Richmond, and he brought his uh, he brought his prospect from from down in the the South Carolinas, and we we all had a blast, man. Some of the Smog boys I hadn't seen in a while came out. We all fucking rode mopeds. We we had to fight a marathon in the city. So, so we're just like taking a bunch of turns and finding roads that are closed and we couldn't make our way out of the city. It was a big clusterfuck. So we ended up like turning off the bikes and like walking them like across the street in front of cops, like in the middle of this marathon, like, <laughs> and went on, a, we went on a long one, dude. Like it's been a while since I've been on like a good long ride on a moped and the guy living oh, the ride was on like a fucking stock hobbit with a pipe. So we're like. We were maybe doing a max of 40 miles an hour, and everyone's itching, you know, the fast bikes. We're like, oh, you go rip for a little while, and then you try to slow down, let everyone catch up, and, like, two of the guys missed a turn because, like, they were blasting. And, like, I don't know. We had a good time, man. I took them in the uh, woods. We, bro- we broke some bikes. I was like, someone snapped an axle on an MB5, which is, like, that's pretty wild. And then, like, a flat tire. But besides that, man, we had a good week, good weekend. I got to watch one of the uh, our homie Jody that was actually on our podcast oh, two three weeks ago two weeks ago something like that he got inducted into Smog Squad as a prospect so he's like super pumped on that. Hell yeah! Uh, what, what was your week like with mopeds, man? Uh, kind of a mixed bag. So we we got a whole bunch of bikes earlier this week. We got a couple sabers and a, a Hobbit and this this that and the other and. Let them all go. No, Peugeot uh, fixed up a uh, gadabout with Devin over at MLM. Um, that was all like the good part of the week. <laughs> and Thursday was Veterans Day. That was my birthday. Happy birthday, and, man. Uh, related. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I just hit the four, big four out. So fuck oh, me. I'm old. Yeah, I'm like not too far behind you, but at least I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, it's coming, man. You know, so when I was like a, a a young a young guy in my you know early teens, mm-hmm. I worked at a Spencer Gifts, right? Yeah, and they had this whole section that was just black, <laughs> and it was all like 
you know, 40th birthday shit. And it was like tombstones and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I always saw in the back of my mind, I'm like, damn, that's 40. That's it. You know, you're dead. (laughs) Life's over. It's over, man. (laughs) So, you know, once I, once I hit it, I'm like, Oh man, this is, thank God nobody got me any tombstones. So, (laughs) but, uh, so yeah, I went over to the shop Saturday um, to pick up a couple bikes, uh, some guy was bringing me in. I realized that one of our customer bikes had been stolen from the shop. Oh yeah, the, your homie Shane. I saw that on Facebook. Actually, someone actually sent it to me this morning, and I was like, yeah. "We're talking to him tonight. I'll let him put it out there." Yeah, it's it's uh, it's too bad. He's such a good guy too. Um, but we've done, uh, you know, he's he's got several bikes from us, and um, so. We're on the hunt. We're going to build them a new one, but we're going to hunt for that old one too. But, you know, like I said, kind of a mixed bag. And then it started snowing like hell. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Capped off the week. That's a bummer. Like, I'm luckily, I don't think we're going to get snow until January or something. And then, like, if whatever we get's going to disappear like three days later. So it's whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's Southern women, man. Yeah. No, no real winners here, dude. We just have like a mixed bag. You never know what it's going to be the next day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, dude, why don't you uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell everyone where you're from and what club you're doing, and and then we'll get into like you know how you got into mopeds. Well, I'm Josh. I'm the owner of the Crypt uh, Moped Shop. We're like kind of the last real moped shop in the Midwest, and uh, we are uh, also we're the Crypt Keepers. Our, our club is Crypt Keepers. That kind of put the two and two together. There, we've been around for. God, so a lot of us were motion left back in the day. Yeah, um, the, the so, Heisman Club. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's about the longevity. So, I mean, almost fifteen years of motion left, and then uh, you know we uh, motion left just kind of got you know a little long in the tooth, and uh, you know some of the old blood was kind of just not as uh, pumped up as they used to be. You know, mm-hmm. as it as, and, it, as uh, it goes. Yeah, sure. And and Devin, you know, really wanted the the motion left name to be exclusively linked to just you know his parts. Yeah. So we Cut said, well, no, no. yeah. So we said, all right, you know, we'll uh, we'll change the name. We'll we'll rotate the stock and um, put some new life into the scene. And we've been here ever since. Oh yeah. And where are you where are you guys located? We're in Goshen, Indiana. Ocean, Indiana. Ocean, Indiana. So, like, if you can think of a major city in the Great Lakes area, like Chicago, Detroit, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Cincinnati, we're kind of equidistant to every major city. We're right in the middle of everything. Yeah. So, that's but that's also the Midwest. That's also the Midwest trap, dude. A lot of you guys out there get stuck <laughs> going to each other's rallies and never make it anywhere else because they're because they're too close. They make, oh, they, they, make it, so many- they make it too easy for you. <laughs> It is. It's so easy, and there's so many great clubs here in this area. Um, so yeah, it's like, but we get out, man. I mean, you know, a couple of years back we went on tour, and um, shoot, we went from here to okay, we went from here to Dayton to uh, Louisville to Nashville to Atlanta, New Orleans, Austin, Phoenix, L.A., San Francisco, Las Vegas. I mean, we we went out and. Rode hard and hung out with some clubs, and it was a good time. Shaking hands, kissing babies. 
You know how we do. <laughs> Dude, well, that's sick, man. Um, funny story. It's like, well, not, it's not even a story. But I like used to like the first house I lived in when I got my very first moped. Like my roommate got a moped and like I was like, nah, I don't want one of those things. And then my other friends got mopeds and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll lurk moped army. And then I ended up eventually buying a bike. The street I lived on, I was on the corner of Clay and Goshen. So it's really oh, funny yeah. that like, you know, you guys are from Goshen. I live like my first moped came like right there from a, I was at a you know street called Goshen. You know, it's a funny thing. I think there's like a Goshen in every state. That should be like, know, that should be like the the game you guys play. You got to put like a some kind of prize <laughs> out there. Like everyone like has to go find the Goshen Street in their town and take a selfie with your moped, and then like you get a special gift from the Crypt Keepers. You know, there's, there's actually two Goshens in Indiana. Oh, it's a rivalry. There, I know there's Goshen, and then down south there's New Goshen. Oh, uh, y'all got y'all got beef, I bet. How about that? <laughs> And oddly enough, so like right south of town, we're Goshen. We got a, a, a little teeny town south of us called New Paris. But New Goshen has is next door to a tiny town called Paris. That's funny. That's how weird is that? No, it just means Indiana wasn't very creative. Someone, <laughs> someone dropped the ball. Oh man, that's 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 Indiana's life story. We have just dropped the ball. <laughs> you name it, we dropped the ball. Oh, hell yeah. So, how did you get into mopeds, man? All right. So, I got into mopeds when I was, like, six. Um, So, back in the mid-80s, mid-late 80s, man, you know, I would go to these garage sales, and people just could not get rid of these things fast enough. And so, if you kind of went in there all doe-eyed, like, oh, my God. You like, the first time I saw one, like, that that BMX bike has a motor on it. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, well, is that, is that bike for sale too? And they're like, oh, you want this? You want, you want this? Just get it out of here. You can have it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I started collecting uh, bikes. I would go around and, and like, you know, ask the neighbors like, Hey, you got any dog shit? You need dog, a shovel? You got any leaves that need breaks, snow that needs shoveled, whatever. I don't care. Whatever gets me a nickel, and I go out and buy these mopeds. My mom wasn't having none of that, <laughs> and so every time I'd come home with one, she'd she'd you know throw it out or give it away or get rid of it somehow, and I'd get another one. Eventually, she just kind of gave up. That's funny. And um, so yeah, I just always kind of had them. And, um, and were these running, I, were these like running bikes, or were they just like oh, just buying whatever? I would just buy whatever I could get a hold of. And then, you know, if it didn't run, just kind of tinker with it. You know, eventually you kind of, you kind of start to figure it out a little bit, you know, but there was no internet or anything back then. And, you know, get to work with what you had. Yeah. Eventually you kind of figure it out. And it was, you know, there's not that much to mopeds. (laughs) Eventually you're just kind of like, Oh, this is okay. I got it. Uh, You kind of figure out after a while. You know, I would start to wonder, you know, why does some bikes work good with some gas and bad with the other gas? <laughs> like, then actually, you're like, oh, this needs the lawnmower gas, which is mixed with oil. I get it. Yeah. So, I don't know. When you're 10 years old trying to figure out a machine, it's a little different. But and Like, you didn't have uh, any help or anything? You were just tinkering away trying to, you know, see what happened? 
Yeah, no, I had absolutely, it was like negative support for that. <laughs> it was like <laughs> direct opposition the entire time. So, um, but eventually I just kind of wore down and it's like, all right, trigger it. You're going to break your neck on your, on your little bicycle scooter and you, you, you do whatever you got to do. I'm not going to help you. Yeah. So, yeah. Eventually, you know, you grind down mom and you go be a hooligan. It's great. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah, they were always just kind of a um, background in my life. And then um, I took off when I was like 22 and kind of went out and backpacked the world and then ended up in California on a pot farm and stayed on there for a while. And then uh, maybe 20, what, what year was that? Maybe 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. I came down to the Bay Area for a visit and I was like, man. You know, it's been so long since I've been on a moped. I ended up buying one from Creature Elliot oh, and uh, rode around on that for a while. And I was like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> this is somehow even better now that I'm a giant human. <laughs> was it a motor, was motor, it motor mechanic or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a red motor mechanic. Yeah, and I said, okay, all right. And uh, then I, like, promptly uh, fucking wrecked it and fucked up my leg. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I don't even care. I'm going to keep riding. This is great. How bad was the wreck? Oh, dude, it was so bad. I, I caught it on, on film. It's actually it's on YouTube. Damn. Because I, I duct taped a Sony handy, handy cam to the side of my helmet uh, the night that I wrecked. So, uh, yeah, I caught the crash on film. What happened? Um, I was I was riding with the creatures and um, we went through this section of town where there's like a whole bunch of different uh, muni tracks that meet and kind of split off. Mm. And I got caught in one of the, one of the tracks and yeah, that's a, that's an easy way to go down. Yeah. Kind of went flying down the road in a tornado fever and it uh, dislocated my knee and, Lit my tibia and fibia, and my kneecap was like halfway up my thigh, and Fuck. like, oh, it was so bad, dude. It was, <laughs> it was gruesome. I had like nine surgeries, and uh, you know, they told me you're never gonna walk again, but you know, I got past all that and Damn. back on. But there's pictures somewhere of me riding around with a walker, <laughs> like a backpack, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like so. Uh, they're out there, but That's um. Wild. What's the name? That's, what's that's, the name of the video for people out there if they want to find it? I, I'm pretty sure it's just called "My Moped Crash San Francisco." Okay. <laughs> um, actually, I'm on YouTube right now. My um, yeah, that's exactly what it's called. My Moped Crash San Francisco. Oh, I definitely you looked it up too. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's the 13 years ago is when I uploaded that. My goodness. Damn. But uh, how, uh, how long was your recovery until you got back on a bike? Oh, man. Okay, so I was in the hospital for like six months. Um, but I was on a bike two days after being released. Um, I would get up on the tailgate of my Bronco and kind of jump down on one leg to get the bike started. And uh, then I'd put my walker on like a, like a backpack and go right out to where I needed to be. And then, <laughs> you know walk on my way around, go get a burrito, get back on my bike, and just find a hill. Because San Francisco's nothing but hills. You're either going up here, uphill or downhill, no matter where you're at. Yeah. 
you just gotta point yourself downhill, pull the clutch, and off you go. Man, brutal! You're a brave, brave man. So I know some people might call it quits after that, but you know the the light had been rekindled in you, and you couldn't you couldn't escape the moped bug. That's not, I mean, that's what it is, though, man. I mean, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, with the moped background, but eventually I got into, like, hot rods. You know, I got into motors. And, um, but there was still no feeling in the world. I mean, you go, you know, I used to collect Torinos, and um, there was no, I mean, you could build, a, you know, 600-horsepower V8 and go out and blast around on a drag strip, but it's, not nearly as fun as getting on 50 cc's and feeling like an eight on on a unicycle on that thing and then just tearing it up like a straight up hooligan you know and that is so much more fun and so much more free feeling (laughs) so how long were you in california oh how i mean uh Technically, you could say I'm still there. I mean, I still have my property up there. It's, uh, but it burned. <laughs> it burned the summer of 2020. That was great. Oh man! But I was out there from. Oh geez, I think I moved moved from uh, California to New York in 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, you know, periodically I'd go back up to the cabin and work a harvest or something and check in on everybody. But, um. Since twenty, so I haven't been up there since fires. Okay. So you spent some time up there with the creatures, right? And what? Why didn't you become a creature? Like you know? Oh man, because like, all right. <laughs> so like, I kind of have this, you know. I don't know, man. I, I I hate I hate anything that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's something that I loved about mopeds is they were so uncool. And creatures and, are definitely uh, cool. Mag- oh, yeah, man. Magnums and leather jackets and fucking bad yeah. It was, you know, that was, that was hipster mania over there. And I'm like, come on, you guys are taking this super serious. And so they had a policy over there um, where, you know, if you went out on a creature ride, if you couldn't keep up, they, they fucking dusted your ass. They left you behind. Yeah. So, um, what I ended, what ended up happening is I'd go out on a few rides with these guys and I'd end up on my stock motor became left behind with the other newbies, you know? Mm-hmm. And eventually we're kind of like, you know, they have this like kind of Peter Parker looking motherfucker on this side. And, you know, they're like, <laughs> like Hey, did you get left behind too? Like, yep. Uh, fuck these guys. Let's start our own club. So, uh, we started a club out there called the sunset riders and, uh, we were like, all right, we're going to be the absolute greenhorn dorks mm. for this show. Yeah, it was like a very kind of like, all right, you guys do your thing. We're going to do our thing and just uh, be dorks and have more fun with it. Any uh, relation to the Sunset Riders New York? No. Um, <laughs> I had saw that they had formed and I was like, wow, okay, I guess. I guess we've got another chapter on the East Coast now. <laughs> uh, no, no relation. No, no. Um, we named ourselves because we were we all lived in the Sunset District of, of San Francisco. Okay. And, um, and that was and, uh, that was just par for the course, you know. Naming naming your club after the neighborhood you're in, you know, creatures exactly. of the line, like. <laughs> Right. Um, so yeah, that was what that was all about. And then, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. I was like, all right, well, good luck. with 
Good luck with the name. I hope you did more of it than we did. Yeah. Dude, so uh, so what happened after that, after the California scene? Oh, man. Then there was uh, the dark times, man. I, I had it felt the, uh, you know, I stayed in San Francisco because I met a lady out there. Mm-hmm. And um, her, her dad out in New York committed suicide. Oh, man. And so we ended up moving out. New York, she kind of gave me a choice. She's like, look, I got to go to New York and help out my mom. You can come with me or you can stay here and go back to your farm. And I'm like, no, I'll go with you. So uh, we went out to New York and when I say we lived out in nowhere, I mean nowhere, dude. We were living on the little town called Messina, like on the St. Lawrence River on the Canadian border. Mm. So there's nothing out there, but I used to moped to Montreal all the time. Um, so that part was kind of cool. If you ever want to get that European feeling of riding a moped in Europe, go to Montreal. I'm telling you. Okay. That's, that's the place to do it. But, um, yeah, from, oh boy, from there it was, you know, hung it up, stuck it out there as long as I could, moved down to North Carolina. We kind of, you know, kind of had a, uh, like a, what sort of a compromise, you know, she wanted to go back to San Francisco. I said, look, the prices have doubled since we left, mm-hmm. you know, I said, uh, so we kind of compromised and said, look, I want, you know, we want, we both wanted the ocean. We both wanted to not have to deal with snow. And, uh, North Carolina was a good, uh, happy medium. So we ended up down there and, um, but yeah, we're, we're out in Carolina. So we were in Wilmington. Okay. White Line Riders, what's up? White Line Riders, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was a that was an experience. And um, then we ended up uh, a little bit further north. We moved to another town up north because of our sister. And um, basically, I don't know, man, that, that, that whole chapter right there, these couple of years are covering some, some dark times and a bad, bad, bad relationship. Um, so when I ended that, I, I was like, look, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go up to Goshen. I'm going to hang out with my friends for a little bit. And then I'm fucking off to the Hawaiian jungle. And that's the story of me. <laughs> now that's, that's, that was my I'm, I'm going off the grid. I'll see you guys never. Oh yeah. Um, like, look, I've, I've been living off the grid out in California forever. I'm just, but now I'm just, I'm out. I'm all the way out. I'm going out to the jungle. Um, and, you know, for the three weeks that I came here to visit, Goshen was, that was the three weeks, apparently, that Goshen was cool again. <laughs> and, well, you're not uh, into cool. I know, but it was like Goshen cool, which is not actually cool, you know? It's just, it's just, it's like too good just, for Goshen. Just cool. cool enough. Yeah, like we're just, we kind of almost caught up. So I thought, okay, you know what, Goshen actually was all right. I, I just kind of fell into opportunity here, and um, you know, that was kind of the end of that. I ended up with a shop, and um, I was like, all right, well, we're doing the damn thing again. Emotion left was already here, so that was mm-hmm. an easy transition. I've been uh, through all this stuff. I would come out to Goshen and visit Motion Left and hang out with them, and so they were always, you know always family anyway so yeah it's an easy transition yeah I've, ha- I've had a cuddle a cuddle puddle or two with some ocean left people 
Oh man, they're so cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> so wonderfully cuddly. Yeah. So you're so you're back in your hometown and you're riding mopeds and all things are good. How long before like you know motion left kind of started dying down and you had to start a new club? Man, so we had some weird, had some weird stuff go down. Like, um, so Devin had closed down his shop because he used to have a shop here. Mm-hmm. And he had just started Janice Motorcycles. Yeah. So he wasn't quite as involved anymore. And um, without him around, I think the club kind of lost their direction a little bit, you know? Yeah, someone's got to drive the ship. Exactly, yeah. And and nobody could really, for years, nobody could really decide who that person was going to be. And, um, you know, the the people that should have been weren't and the people that were shouldn't have been so um it just kind of fell apart and you know we got together Devin Devin had expressed his concern like I said about uh you know uh keeping the name Mm -hmm. and uh, so those of us that were still pretty active got together and said all right look we're gonna we've got the majority votes here so we're voting we're voting to retire the club and we're just going to hit the big reset button on everything here. Yeah. What year, so, what year was that? I think that was 2016. Okay. So hit the big reset button, and I'm guessing the ones who were kind of already fading just kind of faded away, and you guys started the new thing. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, some of the ones that were fading, they just totally, I mean, they were just, I think they were just kind of holding on for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but once we restarted, we actually got some of the old old crew back into it, interested again, because they were like, oh, wow, hey, there's there's life pumping through these veins again. You know, I, I want, I'm back in. So some of the old people came back with new vigor and, and then, man, we, uh, you know, with the shop, um, you know, it attracts all kinds of people and we started getting new members and, and it just took off from there. Oh yeah. How are you guys like structuring the club? Was it like, you know, everyone you used to be in just was automatically in and then you, you guys were prospecting new people or was it just kind of hang out and, you know, if you're, if you're having fun, you're in. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if, um, so anybody that was in motion left that stuck, that, that stayed, they were automatically in. And then, you know, we had some people that would hang out with us, um, all the time, but never, you know, that the motion left structure was so bad the last few years that we didn't even get the, you know, there was the, they didn't even have a chance to prospect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they would have. So those guys were in like, all right, you guys are in too. That's um, cool. we had some, you know, former members, uh, that kind of came back. So like, all right, well, look, you, you, you can be it. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of it was kind of class reunion. And then the other half was like new people, um, uh, you know, showing up and wanting bikes and wanting to have a good time. And so that's mostly just been lots and lots of new people since then. And what's the, what's the scene like there? Like as far as like new people and retention and the shop and stuff. Well, Goshen's a, Goshen's kind of a unique place. 
Like we're we, we're the RV capital of of the world. So if you've got, you know if you've got an RV or an enclosed trailer or like a flat trailer or hell even a boat trailer, um, a camper, whatever, like it was made here. Mm. So it's heavily, heavily, heavily industrial, um, and it's it's really strange because we have, um, well, first of all, just that that industry in itself. It's kind of like if Detroit hadn't failed. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a super strong industrial um, uh, powerhouse here that just keeps going. So the economy is pretty good here, but the people be working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we have, huh? I was like, they come in, they punch the line, they punch the clock, they hit the line. You know. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. It's just like uh, you know, like your parents told you about in the sixties. <laughs> you know, hey. mm-hmm. So. Still doing that, and um, so right outside of Goshen, we're we're surrounded by a circle of of uh, Amish communities, mm-hmm. and then we have a super duper heavy like uh, you know uh, immigrant community that that does a lot of the you know they sell a lot of the, the open spots to factories, mm-hmm. and so you get such a awesome like mix of people here. You know, uh, you just never know who's going to show up and who's going to want to buy it and be super excited about it. And so it's super diverse. We've got a lot of, um, not, not just in people, but in bikes too. I mean, on uh, ages of people, um, it's, it's wild, man. Mopeds have always been popular in Goshen, like since the sixties. Okay. Um, there's a whole lot of old, like, motor became like, Kugol states and stuff around here. And these old guys still ride them, That's you know? Sick. So what's, and, the, 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 what's the, like, the age diversity, like, in your club? The age diversity? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've got guys in their 60s, guys all the way down to people in their, you know, early, early 20s, late teens, you know? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty broad. Yeah. Cause like there's so many scenes like it just like, it's there's like a lot of other places are built different and it's kind of primarily about like college age people and transportation. And that's kind of the way they get started and then they stick it out, you know, for, you know, 10 years or whatever. Sure. Yeah, no, we got a lot of guys who have just been in this forever, you know? Um, and that's that's just their their bag, man. That's what they're into. Yeah. I love like having the conversations with guys like that that have, that have like are older and remember when mopeds came out and been doing them since they were kids. Like they always have oh, the yeah. best stories. Like it's super interesting having conversations with them about bikes. Like uh, we had a guy from that's from Jersey that we had on like a couple weeks ago and. Uh, he's super rad, Moped Larry, and he was actually at like a scooter rally in Richmond, oh, yeah. like a couple sure. like a couple weeks ago. Like we had a scooter rally here, and like you know, Moped Larry was out there. We were just chit chatting about bikes and stuff, and he was just like talking about you know buying white Cobras and like you know the showing up and the guy not knowing what he had at all and just like riding mopeds <laughs> there, like as a, as a teen and just like getting lost with his friends and like taking the highway on mopeds back home because it's the only way they, they knew how to get back. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. When you hear these old-timers tell their stories, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like back in the 70s and 80s, everybody was just living the, the rally lifestyle in real life every day. You know, like, oh, yeah, me and my friends were hanging out, getting high, and then, like, we went out there, you know, we rode our mopeds out to whatever, and then we got too drunk to drive, so we... We rode our mopeds home and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, oh, it's not exactly like a rally, dude. I don't know. Yeah. But it's some wild story about getting chased by the cops and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, man, you guys are really fucking around back then. I wish I could have <laughs> some of that lenient law back then. Dude, so how'd you guys get so many mopeds in Goshen? Like, I feel like the Midwest is just, like, swamped <laughs> with bikes for sure. Oh, it super is, but you know, again, we're we're an industrial powerhouse here. So, like, um, you know, the Elkhart County is like one of the wealthiest counties in the state. Um, you know, almost everybody worked in a factory and was paid real well. So, I mean, even your typical blue collar guy, uh, you know, uh, he could buy mopeds for the family. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's uh my mom, when she was so my my stepdad, uh, he passed the COVID last uh, last uh, summer, mm-hmm. and when my mom was cleaning up the house, she found a bunch of his stuff from his teenage, you know, his high school years, like some uh, school newspapers and stuff. And every one of them was jammed with these moped ads for the different moped dealerships in town. Um, you know, I had posted some pictures of some of them, but like. Uh, this was just a moped place, man. That's tight. You guys have like a shop locally or back then? Or, you know, a couple stores? Oh, we had several. There was there was at least 10 that I know of. Oh, that's crazy. And then I know yeah. we had like one or two that I can like, I never, I never saw. I can't recall them, but like we'll catch a bike every once in a while with a sticker on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, there was, so, I mean, just here in town, we had a place called Mr. Kawasaki, and they were the low, they, they were a poop dealership, um, and they had, I mean, geez, they sold so many poops. Um, and then literally across the street from them was the Schwinn Bike Shop, and they sold that of it. Um, there was another dealership on the south side of town that sold motor bikinis uh, and Peugeots and, and Pooks. Nobody really sold Tomos around here. That was kind of weird. Mm. Um, be- okay, so here's another thing. Because this is an RV area, mm-hmm. we are also loaded. We were loaded with RV dealerships. Now, back then, adding a moped to your RV was, was uh, an option. Oh yeah, you know, and so the um, vehicle exactly. So they would sell these mopeds as add-ons, and so yeah, man. I mean, I'm telling you, you you can't throw a rock in this in this county without hitting a moped somewhere. That's sick. How does that like? How did that like affect like the prices of bikes for you guys now? <laughs> well. I think people know, I mean, anybody that follows the on Gush Mopeds, they'll see what we pick up, you know, and then they're, they're like, okay, so that's like your fourth UPS Magnum this year. <laughs> you know, what did you pay for it? I'm like, well, you know, we wouldn't have four of them if we were paying top dollar for them, I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
So, you know, I don't like, uh, here locally, getting them is pretty cheap, I would say. We try and keep that going at the shop, though, too. We don't like, you know, if you come in and you're just looking for, like, a stock bike that's been shopped, you know, brakes, cables, tires, you know, white, tune-up, all that, you know what I mean? Yeah, the good once-over. Yeah, it's got a good one. So it's a good, steady, reliable bike. You're not going to pay more than $800, no matter what the model is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I mean, unless it's got some performance stuff on it, but like, like top, and we're talking on the top end of the scale, like $800. Because um, we try to keep it accessible, you know, and that's that's kind of been a tradition around here. Keep it cheap, accessible, you get more people to come in. And I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I don't run the shop to make a living, and if I did, I'd be, <laughs> I'd, I'd be <laughs> completely <laughs> Uh You know, I do it for the passion of it, and I like to, you know, I'd rather make a friend than make a dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so if I can get somebody on a moped and see that smile on their face and say, hey, you know, we get together and ride mopeds as a group, you should come, come and hang out sometime. And that, to me, is, is way, 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 way better than you know, run out of shop or trying to make a profit on it. Cause that's just a pipe dream. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, you guys run steady hours or what's the deal with the shop? Oh, not really. <laughs> now, uh, especially since the pandemic, I mean, we're kind of, we just tell people like, look, it's a, you know, it's by appointment, you know, but that's the thing though. We don't get that many local people. Um, I mean, we do, I mean, we, we get local people who come and they're like, Hey, can you fix my bike? And yeah, we'll do that. But a lot of the people that bring us their bikes are from, like, not around here, you know? Yeah. Um, they're people who were looking for somebody to do it, and, and they found us. So, like, we don't have really shop hours anyway. I mean, we don't have a cash register in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's super casual, and I would say 90% of our business goes on via the Internet. So, um it's really more, you know, the clubhouse and where, where we do our work. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as like a nine to five business with, you know, uh, someone at the door to greet you, we're not that. Yeah. Are you guys doing like consistent, like wrench nights or, or group rides weekly? Oh yeah. Now before the pandemic, we certainly did. Um, that was definitely a thing, but, COVID's really hit this place. Again, this kind of a double-edged sword, man. I told you, you know, we're, it's nothing but factories here, you yeah. know? So close pro- proximity. And like- Super close proximity, and we have demographics that are very, I would say, like mask and vaccine hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have one of the lowest vaccination rates in the state and we consistently have one of the highest, uh, you know, rates of transmission. Yeah. So it's been super tough, um, to get people together because, you know, it's kind of, it just, it goes around and it gets everybody. Yeah. Um, I got it in 2020 and it put me in the ICU twice. Um, it took me almost a year and a half to kind of start feeling like a human being again. I mean, I was literally bedridden for like eight months, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it fucked me right over. Um, so like we kind of been cautious. We hang out um, in smaller numbers. We don't just say like, Hey, everybody yeah. come over, you know? 
we just kind of do small groups here and there and, and keep, keep, uh, keep things going and we keep a pretty active, uh, you know, chat group going and we do, you know, like, uh, video calls and stuff, but yeah, we do a lot of one-on-one or, you know, little groups of threes kind of stuff these days, but. You guys done like any kind of like traveling just to like get away from your hometown like throughout the last two years or so? Not really as a group. Uh-uh. I mean, um, you know, I think everybody kind of individually has done their, their own kind of, you know, little adventures like that. But, uh, you know, with things the way they are right now, it's like everybody's working. I mean, uh, <laughs> inflation's crazy nobody jobs are you know they are what they are and every, it's tough on everybody here man yeah. so since the pandemic started it's been tough to kind of you know play the way we want but uh you know I, i'm kind of i mean i'm still out there <laughs> i'm still out there picking up bikes and you know driving to timbuktu to pick up a you know <laughs> like whatever bike like whatever it was, and it's like, oh, look, a sax. It's 200 miles away. Get in the van. Um, whatever it is, but uh, yeah, it's just not. It's we're, we're, we're just playing it cool right now, waiting so we don't, uh, you know, put anybody any of us at risk. Yeah, just chilling and collecting the uh, inventory. Sure. Oh no, we're letting it go like immediately. <laughs> we're, yeah, I mean, like, whoa, we'll go out and get stuff. And then be like, you know, hey, um, I don't know if this is anybody's bag, but I got like, let's say, you know, this kind of stuff happens all the time. I'll get a phone call from some local and they're like, oh, I got some of them mopeds and uh, man, they're just thinking up space. You want to watch come out here and get them and make, 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 make me deal on them. And I'll go out there and, you know, it'll be some random, I don't know, maybe some Gorellis or some facts or something. I'm not too too stoked on, but you know, I'll make them an offer. This always usually ends up being pretty cheap or, or in some cases free. And then, you know, I'll bring them home and do that, put them on the Goshen Mopeds page and be like, Hey, anybody want what I paid for these? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure yeah. somebody wants to do Um, so yeah, we're not really, like I said, we're not really big into profits. We're more into, you know, keeping the community going and there's, way more than enough mopeds to go around here so you know it's definitely, pretty easy definitely coming. seems that way <laughs> yeah yeah it is this is you know and i'm not attached to any of them man it's it's so like i said so easy come easy go and people like what are, uh, what's the like the club members like are you got a couple hoarders in the in the group or is everyone just kind of you know have like their one or two bikes and you know you share the wealth oh uh, Oh, uh, well, some people hoard way more than others. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Some members have like vast, you know, numbers of bikes and some people have like their baby, you know, and, uh, me, I just, I don't know. I get something. I'm like, Oh, I like this. And then the next thing comes around. I'm like, ah, fuck this bike. I want to ride the new, you know, I just send it. uh, so I kind of hop around from bike to bike. I don't get a damn, but, uh, yeah, everybody's kind of got their own varying level of, you know, hoarding. Yeah. So coming from like you guys being like experienced moped club members with motion left and then starting a new thing, like pre COVID, like what was, uh, what was you guys deal with like throwing rallies and hosting events? 
how did we how did we host events? Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, a lot of us like because the age range is so uh, you know, broad, like I mean, we we do, we're we're kind of known for having like more mellow rallies. Um, so like Fridays, like here on a typical rally weekend, it would look like this: we would get everybody together on Friday, have some bands play down in the in the dance floor area of the of the shop in the basement, because the the shop is also a music venue. Okay. Um. So. We'd have bands downstairs, or they come out and rock out. Then we go downtown and you know uh, take people to. Goshen's <laughs> like really, I don't know, man. For a small town, we got a lot of crafty kind of hipstery stuff. You know, there's like four craft breweries, and then, I don't know, every damn store downtown is craft something. So there's something for everybody to go down there and check out. But uh, and then you know Friday nights we do the, the danger ride which is a 34-mile ride um, back and forth from here to Shipshawana through the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that one at midnight. Um, then Saturday, you know, we go down and make breakfast for everybody or take them out, you know, lead them to a restaurant. Um, and then we have drag races. And they're heavily sponsored, too. We have people from coming from, like, really long distances just, just to come to the drag races. That's tough. Um, the treats usually hooks us up with some pretty big, um, you know, prizes and, and MLM will do the same. And then we'll put up cash and prizes. And so drag races are like the heavy, a heavy focus on Saturday. I'm like really surprised that I haven't heard of that. Not to like distract from like, I don't want to lose track of like your, your rally breakdown <laughs> format, but I don't know if you've listened to any of the recent podcast episodes we've done, or you've been keeping an eye on like, the the poop group on Facebook or some shit because there's Tyrone King Snake and the and the boys down there in deep Florida like are building are building you know drag race Tomoses and Pooks and they're dragging down there for money and it's been like blowing up on the internet like everyone's like you know like I don't think they're ready I don't think they know about this like variated game and like a lot of shit talk a lot of like you know everyone's talking that hot shit about who's got the drag bike and I'm like, I think a legit drag rally would be a great idea. So just to hear you guys were already doing that, you know, I'm like, fuck, like, where was I at? Where am I? Where am I I'm missing out? <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's that's been our thing. We we've been uh, so we've been paying attention to the Florida thing, and like, I don't know. I think everybody kind of has their own opinion about it. I think personally, we we think it's a little kind of like mean. It's kind of meany. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, oh man, these guys are totally like throwing like a HPI on a spray painted E50 that's put together with like blue RTV, like, like globs of it and then drag racing for money. I, like, dude, then, I love it. I think like, they're, yeah. like <laughs> what, they're like, that's just like a Florida thing for sure. It's like, yo, this is just some hot boy Florida shit that nobody knows about. They're in the deep South, just like racing for money and it's lit. And I'm like, yo, if they threw a legit, like, drag rally like we're hosting an event like everyone come out there's gonna be a ride there's gonna be barbecue there's gonna be this and that and like they did like a structured like drag like somewhere legal with like an ambulance on deck and fucking uh like a bracket system like everyone put their money in the pot and like you know we give out like 
you know, prizes for first, second, and third or something, I think it would be sick. Yeah. No, I mean, there's definitely a part of me that appreciates what they're doing down there, you know, because it looks like a fucking hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what they're doing down there looks like so much fun. But, um, like, the guys who come down here to drag, you know, you got guys like Shamita who come down here and absolutely wreck your shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, guys come down here with their French blasters, their hobbits, their whatever they got, and it's like the real drag racing. Yeah. Um, But I would definitely, I've always wanted to do, you know, like, just ask, like, straight stock. I'm like, look, whatever you got. You know, keep your cylinder. Do whatever else you want, but you gotta keep your cylinder. Gotta keep your stock cylinder. Yeah, it'd be like kind of like G- MotoGP, like class, exactly. class yeah. breakdowns. Yep, and then it's all about like finding the right jockey. You know, <laughs> who weighs eighty nine pounds? We got this. Exactly. <laughs> uh huh. It will not be any of us guys over the age of thirty. <laughs> yeah, like we always get it. we always get accused. We have a, we got a, a member named Ollie, and she's this. Tiny little thing. We always get accused of throwing a ringer when we put her on a hobbit, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I think what they're doing is cool. But yeah, we we do some pretty, uh, you know, some pretty uh, hardcore drag racing up here, and we get guys like Walt, you know, who everybody knows Walt, you know, metric um, holding it down. Yeah, you know, he yeah, he's one of the OGs in performance around here. We got Devin out here. We got so you know, I mean, it's it's a little bit. I think more uh, performance based than just fucking around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we give out pretty decent prizes for it. Um, and then after that, you know, we would, uh, I don't know, go back to the shop, fuck around. And then our main ride is always usually, is usually at night. Yeah. Um, one year we went to a haunted house. We, we drove from here to night. It was like a hundred mile ride from here to Niles and back. And it was moving out to a haunted house. Sounds fun. Um, yeah, that was pretty great. Um, I, like, I like any rally where you kind of get to do something different. Like, you know, let's step away from the bikes for a second or like do something that's fun as a group still. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, we have a raffle. We usually have like either like a good, like a good raffle or like we, we kind of do a lot of white elephant stuff, you know? So like you might, win like a coke machine you know <laughs> like, all right don't forget to strap this to your car yeah you're never gonna get that thing home <laughs> yeah, like we'll, we'll like raffle off like project bikes you know like yeah. uh when the busted thomas we had in the back you, you win i'm uh legion did that one year they raffled off three bikes none of them were working <laughs> three three projects here you guys go enjoy <laughs> Oh man, sometimes we'll go out of our way to find just like the most unraffleable bike. Like we got, we found a, a, a it was an AMF Roadmaster XL, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like the the LTD of the AMF Roadmaster, and uh, we thought, like, okay, here it is. Like this is the worst bike, right? Yeah. But enough, man. Like the dude that won it, everybody was super stoked to see if they could get that thing running when. Ten minutes, they were ripping up and down the street on that thing. Hell yeah! So you know, and that's that's what it's all about, man. You know? Yeah, I think I, ra- I raffled off like a parts bike once. It was just like mystery bike under a tarp. I was like, all right, like we're we're just raffling this one off for dice dice rolls. 
So we, played, right. we had people <laughs> sign up to be played steel for it. Yeah, or sometimes our, our first raffle, we we our first round we raffled off Project Bell. So that was like a five thousand dollar bike. Um, you know, and then our last rally was 2019, and we raffled off that unicorn. Um, sometimes we do good bikes. Sometimes we just, I don't know, whatever we got. Whatever and, it's like, we and it's like hard. It can be hard on a club, too. I, I understand. If like if your, your club's throwing rallies every year, and every year you guys are raffling off some fucking monster motor, fucking perfect bike that takes a shit ton of work and time and effort and money. It's like, you know... It, Sometimes that can be get old and get hard on the on the hosting group. Sometimes you just gotta, oh, yeah. some years you just got to throw a stalker out there, man. Listen, it's stock. It runs like you know, <laughs> here's a blank slate. Sure, we like to just keep it going. Like we'll raffle, we'll we'll literally raffle stuff off the walls. You know, like we'll just keep raffling. So we're like, does anybody? Do we have anything left to give away? Is there anything left we can give away? Let's just keep raffling until we're out of shape. One of, one of those. Everyone's just getting bored and like, when is it over? Right. <laughs> this raffle's been going on for an hour. We're like, come on, we want everybody to go home with something. Come on, we're just, we're trying. So yeah, we just, uh, we'll just, all right, well, we're out of shit. So yeah. time to turn on the music and let's get the bands playing and roll out the barrels and I like our friends down down here in uh, in uh, Charlotte. They do this. Uh, they do a bike and they do a trailer like every year. And it's like this is a great idea. But what do the people do with the, with the trailer when they can't when they can't put the trailer on top of their trailer? <laughs> oh man, yeah, what a bitch. We don't have a hitch at all. <laughs> it's like I already dragged a trailer here. You mean I got to get another trailer? Like how am I get two trailers home? Oh man, yeah, you're gonna have somebody in the back holding that. Trip. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you guys, you guys, you know, had some experience hosting. Seems like you were doing fun events and like everyone's having a good time. And you know, you already told me you guys were traveling and hitting the hitting the field. Uh, so what's up with uh, what's up with Moped Army? Since you guys are already official club and you've applied a couple of times, I'm glad to see you guys applied again this year. And like. You know, so far the thread seems to be going pretty good. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, all what? right, well, here we go. Now the elephant in the room, all right? <laughs> the elephant in the room. But Dude, we're still up to, okay, look, like so. It's like before when you were like, "Hey, do you guys have an Instagram?" And we're like, "A what? No, we don't have that." Like we're kind of all like just one thing that's kind of you know broad across this club is like we just are not big into like social media you know we're into real life experiences right that's like one more reason why i wanted to actually talk to you and have you like on so you like people can get to know you and get to know the club and like hear you talk about it in the scene because like all our scenes some of them yeah some of us have like similarities between you know where we live because we have you know you might live in a similar style city or area but like until you really talk to someone from their town like you're not going to know what it's like where they're from unless you go there sure yeah i know i agree completely yeah totally so yeah we're just kind of like um i don't know we kind of i think it might be kind of a midwest thing to be kind of like um you know, a little bit like leery of people who sit at the cool kids table. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and like, well, who the fuck do they think they are? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so like, I don't know. We just kind of never really take it that seriously. Or sometimes like, I mean, we straight up just went out and trolled a, a year or two, you know, like, ah, fuck them. Let's go out and troll them. They, they'll, they'll get the joke or they won't. You know what I mean? And like, like not, it's not like that you're not the first club to fucking troll. Like, you know, uphill, uphill battle fucking was a troll squad forever, you know? Right. Yeah. Like uphill battle, uh, uh, up jet. But it's just like, it's, like, it's what you, you know, that's trolling and moped and moped army. Like are just un, unstoppable. Yeah. Like, so, it's, it's, only, it's only when we, when we, when we, uh, jointly take our trolling towards another group that we're, where we're all winning. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. And there's like, you know, I'm not going to lie. There was like some real beef that needed squashed, you know, uh, in, in the community. That's, that's totally a thing. Um, you know, everybody seems to keep it pretty real when we do. So it's like, Hey man, I, if we got beef to squash, we'll, we'll just do it right here, I guess. But, um, it's just, uh, you know, it's like this year we're like, all right, well, well, let's just play it straight this year. You know, we'll just quit screwing around with these guys. We'll just, like, like, all right, guys, it was fun, come mess around, but, like, no, for real, like, we've been here a long time. We're, like, we used to be Mopar Army. We're trying to be again, like, you know, let's just take it seriously. You guys, we're not, we're, we're, we're for real. And what do you see as, like, a, a win or a positive for being a part of Mopar Army? I think one of the things that, um, you know, like when we were motion left and like people would, let's say people would come to the shop and they would find out, you know, they're like, uh, they would, they would have a vague understanding of the fact that there was a larger moped community mm-hmm. and they'd say, Oh, are you guys, are you guys part of the moped army? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, um, I think Moped Army on itself kind of like it has its own kind of reputation. I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, once you're like people have heard of the Moped Army, if they even if they haven't heard of the branches in the Moped Army, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're like, you say, oh, yeah, I'm in the Moped Army, I'm a puddle cutter. And they're like, well, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they don't, they don't know who that is. They know who they know what Moped Army is. Yeah, I think um, we, I think even know. when we send out like a uh, sponsorship like request and stuff, we we use like Moped Army as like sure, the, yeah, um, the umbrella because it's easier to get that point across than like your your smaller club. Exactly. Yep. So it's kind of like you know, like when you're a kid and your mom's like, you know, you want to go rent some Nintendo tapes, and you're like, man, you know, you got it half right, like. <laughs> Nintendo, we're at that page, mom. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's kind of like that. And, um, you know, I feel like, um, the kind of things that are important to us, like we're, we're so focused on the community and that's, that's like kind of how Gramacon happened, mm-hmm. you know, and Gramacon was such a huge, huge, huge undertaking. Um, but it was all about getting, getting the community together and it was about, bringing in these small clubs, giving them a voice, giving them a platform, giving them a boost up. And like, look, here they are. Like, Hey, come meet this other club that you don't know yet. Um, and, uh, you know, 
from doing stuff like that to, you know, keeping bikes cheap or like, hell, sometimes we'll go out and like, like if we know, if we have like a friend that we know, like just on Facebook or something that's really into a certain bike and we see one, we'll pick it up and be like, hey, we found your favorite bike. Like, just come give me what I got for it. Cheers. You know? Yeah. Um, we're really into helping people. Um, you know, we do a lot of uh, charity stuff. We do a lot of donations, a lot of donations. Um, and we do a lot of support roles at even at other rallies. Mm-hmm. So um, for us, it's just all about community. It's all about keeping this, keeping this thing rolling. You know, somebody's got to put in that work and, uh, you know, be the face, you know what I mean? And say, hey, look, look we're, we're here for, this is what it's about. This community is what it's about. Because without it, what what do you got? You, all you've got, you've got a moped and that's it. Yeah. Like, I, I really get that. Like, I, I kind of like, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, even when like, you know, we're not being super active on MA or being like, you know, even using our like private group form or whatever on MA, it's like, I still see it's a place for it because it's a, it's the bigger picture and it kind of helps unite us a little bit. Even if like, you're not a um, Moped Army official club, like it's still like, you know what it is. We're all like, you know, attached to it and it kind of like yeah. helps keep the ball moving forward. Like, I feel like if it wasn't for MA, like, yeah, people would get along and yeah, there'd be friends and there'd be Facebook groups or whatever, but it might not tie it all together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's it though. That's, I mean, look, I, you know, I don't know how long you've been around. What about you? How long have you been doing this? Too long. <laughs> like <laughs> over, over a decade, like, you know? Okay. Sure. Okay. So, so you know what I'm, okay. Sorry. So for those of us that are in the decade plus club, you know, like you've seen the people come and go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, people come and go clubs come and go. But there has to be a driving force that pushes forward to keep this community cohesive and, you know, uh, going somewhere. And, you know, that's, that's Moped Army is doing that and we're doing that independent Moped Army or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're like, look, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a perfect match. Like, I mean, we, we, we might talk some shit <laughs> when we do, uh, cause we're, we're sassy bitches, but you know, uh, we're, out there, we're, we're there for the community, man. As long as you stand by what you say too. Like if you got some fucking shit to say, like, you know, don't, don't be scared to fucking stand up for your fucking beliefs or whatever you got going on. Right. And then also it's like, dude, it's like, I don't know, especially, fuck. It's like you lose train of thought so easily on a podcast because, like, my mind's thinking about so many things at once. But, <laughs> but like, I think one of the points I'm trying to make is, fuck, like, I completely lost it. It's so funny. Like, had a very vivid, like, idea of what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just, like, disappeared. But, like, I think I got it. So it's, like, even, like, ah, dude, it's gone. It's so gone. <laughs> oh, no, come on. <laughs> I lost it. Fuck it. 
Uh, you're killing me. All right. Well, I, you think of it, just fucking break through whatever we're talking about. Bring it up. Like, just yeah. let it come out, man. But yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's what we're about. And, and to be honest with you, like, we keep applying because we're like, look, you know, I think that, uh, you know, this is a better match than you think. And, you know, we'd be a good asset to have, you know. And that's, uh, that's it. So, I remember now. So it's like, it's just like a lot of times when people talk about Mopin Army and like, Oh, well, why do you want to be part of that? Like what, what does Mopin Army do for you? What does it do for your club? Like this and that and the other, nothing. It doesn't need to do anything for your club. Like it shouldn't have to, if your club's legit and if you guys are already doing what you should be doing in your scene and helping grow it and like fostering your community. Like it's more about what you do to, to make the whole thing better. Right, exactly. And that that was the point I was, I was making. And so, like, look, Melton Army or not, we're going to keep doing our thing. And we've been here a long fucking time. You know, we've been doing, we've been trying to stay righteous and, and push this community together. And uh, we've been doing it a long time, but we're going to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. So, but we want to be on the same team as everybody else. So, I think it's just, you know, about... Putting, putting two and two together, you know? Yeah. And I also love that the, the resource that Moonpit Army is, it's like, if someone complete, like, like a couple of days ago, someone hit me up, completely out of the blue on, like, social media or whatever, like, hey, I just moved to San Francisco or whatever, I'm looking to buy a moped, like, I work at a scooter shop, but, like, I'm not that interested in the scooters, like, you you have a place, you know, where I can get a bike or who I should get in touch with, and I'm like, instantly, Moped Army. Like, I'm not gonna, like go to this yeah. Facebook group, go find this group here. Let me give you my homie's phone number. I'm like, instantly just go to Mopin army. Here's the buy, sell trade form. This should put you in touch with someone. And if you look on the forums and threads, you're going to find the community. It's impossible that's, to not. Yeah. That's uh, I couldn't have said it better, man. You're absolutely right about that. Like people. So I think people, I don't know why people do this. But, you know, I don't know if it's like between the shop and the Ghost from Mopeds page, people kind of got this impression that, like, I'm the 24-7 moped hotline, you know? <laughs> and so I get blown up. Here to answer all, all questions, rescue all broke down bikes. <laughs> yeah, people are like, hey, I cleaned my car, but the bike doesn't start. Why not? Like, <laughs> fuck, man. You know, like, all right, what do you got? You know, and I'll literally, like, I'm going through my day, you know, I'm at the bank, I'm at the car wash, I'm at eating dinner, but I'm, the whole time I'm there tickety-tacking away on my phone, like, all right, now do this, and then do that, you know, and then and eventually you're just like, just get your ass on the moped army, would you? Yeah. Those are also the woes of being a moped dad. Like, as soon as you start selling bikes to people that happen to live where you live, like, you're you're instantly they become their father. Like you have to hold their hand and you gotta support them until they turn eighteen and they can like, you know, walk on their own two feet. Oh yeah. But you know, it's it's I I don't mind it at all, dude. I honestly I love it. Like uh growing up, you know, my my grandfather was a big influence on me. And um, I, I learned a, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, you know, and, and, and it's because of him. And one of the things that he told me that, you know, he really kind of lived by was that knowledge is useless unless you spread it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
so when you know somebody's like, "Hey, my my shit," I'm like, "All right, come down to the shop, and I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna show you exactly what's wrong with your bike. You're gonna hand me parts, and I'm gonna walk you through this whole thing. You know, hand me tools. I'm gonna say, "Hey, you see this? This works like this. This works like this. That." I love it, man. I, I love that role. Uh, so that doesn't bother me. But the people that get get on me on Messenger, I'm like, all right, listen, I, I like you, dude, but you need to get on the open army. <laughs> like, that's, that's the place to go. You want to come hang out and learn something? I'll do that with you here. But mm-hmm. you got the internet in your hand, so mm-hmm. get your ass on the open army. And I, and I also think it's a combination of the two that makes someone – more rounded and be and being able to figure out the issues reading solely on my pit army is great and you can learn a lot of knowledge and you can have a good idea of what things are and be able to like you know at least understand what you're looking at and then having someone locally that can help point to those things and tell you exactly what you have to do is 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 the finishing 10 percent like that that finishes the puzzle so scenes that have you know that local presence and someone who's really willing to help you and teach you and then reading open army in your own on your own time so you're not just like you know taking a hundred percent from like your community you're like all right cool i'm taking the knowledge you're giving me and that you're helping me with but i'm also going out of my way to like learn right 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 yeah we have so there's it's not like Ohio. I've never seen so many kids on mopeds than I have in Ohio. That, that, I don't know what's going on over there, but apparently they got a whole thing where when you're like 14 and they stick your ass on the moped that's been handed down like your mm-hmm. like clothes, you know what I mean, for generations, and then you ride that so you can get a car. Yeah, Not quite like that here. <laughs> um, but there's still a lot of, I mean, there's kids on mopeds out here, you know? Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've had to flag these. Like I'll see these kids coming, and I'm like, "Oh man, that sounds bad," <laughs> you know. They're like flag that, run outside and flag them. They're like, "Hey, get in here!" I'm like, and your bike sounds like shit. I'll bring them in here. Like, hey, come on, man, come on, kid, you were here. We gotta fix your bike, and I'll put them like here. You gotta do this, do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And man, that's like the that's the best. That's that's, that's what I'm in this for. But that's the best part of it. That's that's the part that makes me the happiest. Love it. I mean, I I think like you guys have a good vibe going. The scene's going good, and there's people that have been in it for a long time. And you know, you're showing longevity. And then like you know, this year you guys are showing maturity, if you will. <laughs> you know, the, the thread's going good. Oh, it's, it's secretly there. You know, we don't always we don't always yeah. let that out. It's like yeah. that's our best. That's yeah, you guys, you guys troll at home with yourselves. Like, ah, oh, we could really be burning it up right now, but we're not. <laughs> oh man, if you if you like heard the way that we would talk to each other at the shop, you'd be like, are these are they really are they actually friends? Are they, do they like each other? <laughs> That's who we are, man. You know, like we just we we just get down and talk some shit and have some fun and poke around. But I mean, at the end of the day, dude, I mean we're we're family here, and we we know how to be family and. You know, in the end, that's what we're here for. We're here for this community. Hell yeah, man. Well, I think that's, like, a great way to wrap it up, dude. Like, you know, we got to know a little bit about you, about your history, how you got in the bikes, you know, a little bit about, you know, the old club, the new club, and what you what your scene's about. And, you know, that's what people want to know, you know. 
what, sure. what, what kind of like the thing, what's cool about the different scenes and what's cool that ties us together. You know, I'm sure like Pennsylvania's going to have a lot, a lot of handy common with you guys, you know, riding with the Amish and stuff. You know, blasting blasting buggies pulling by horses and shit. Man, <laughs> Pennsylvania gets all the you know they're like the the Hollywood of, of Amish. <laughs> that's, that's Hollywood Amish. We're like real ass Amish. I mean, you go out riding and you, if you come out to Goshen for a ride, you you like we'll figure it out real quick. There's a big difference. That's fun. Well, no Hollywood Amish here, dude. I'm in Richmond. We just got. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got like an elbow scar from slipping in horse shit going yeah. out in the country. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just how it is out here, man. We do it hard. This is real Amish country. Yeah, real, real, real country out here. Real Amish. All <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll go out and ride for an hour and a half and get some some fucking like right off the windowsill apple pie. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is real Amish country. <laughs> Damn horse, we got apple, a, horse apples everywhere. <laughs> oh man, dude! So the best part about right now here Amish country is you know these Amish, um, but these Amish families they have like like nine or ten kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when we go out and ride, like they can hear us coming a mile away. You know what I mean? And then you go there, and they all kind of like stand out on the road, and they're like big saucer eyes, like "Wow, what is that?" You know, love it. Like, oh man, it's always it's always so like all the kids come out, and they're so stoked to see the mopeds, and you just we give them like thumbs up, you know, and I'll, I'll ride out and try and give them you know, like, high five, and like give them high fives, and yeah. I love uh, yeah. I love kids in awe, and I love kids covering their ears because it's too loud. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Like I like making them happy, but I also like making them sad. <laughs> sure. Oh man, you know, the honest kids never seem to do that, but the moms sure do. Oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> uh, at least you don't have like hood kids throwing rocks at you, so you know. <laughs> oh man, no, we don't. We wouldn't. Man, I wish we did. Though I wish we had just more hooligans. I'm like, all right, kid, look, you're gonna grow up one day, and I want to ride bikes with you because. <laughs> Hello, Definitely throwing a stick at your wheel. <laughs> your turn. <son. laughs> All right, sick. Well, um, where can everyone find you guys on the internet? I know you guys use the Facebook group, right? Yeah, we. I mean, you can find us on Goshen. We're Goshen Mopeds on Facebook. We've got a Crypt Keepers uh, group that's kind of like a an open secret, but we've got a group on Facebook. Um. And uh, then the shop, you can find the crypt on Mopeds, uh, Facebook as well. It's the oh, yeah. crypt Mopeds at Facebook. So Sick. Well, dude, it's been a pleasure, dude. It's been fun having you on. Glad we got to talk and catch up and get to, you know, know a, bit, a little bit about you. Hopefully, we get to see you out there sometime this coming year. Like, I think things should be a little better. We can get out, do stuff again. And, uh, yeah, this has been a fucking blast, and I would love to come back out to the East Coast soon because fuck snow. <laughs> well, if you want to slide through Richmond, dude, anytime, dude, we got you. Oh, man. You know, as long as I have to go over that fucking bridge, I will do it. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm going to get off. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, this episode's going to be out tomorrow, so I'll send you a link. And if you want to kick me like your favorite moped picture, and I'll use it for the uh, for the post. All right, man. We'll do. I got a perfect one for you. Hell yeah. 
All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. We'll see you. Cool. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of my Pit Money podcast. It was cool, you know, getting to know Josh from uh, Crypt Keepers a little bit, getting to know about their scene. Like, it's different than mine, different than yours probably, but, you know, that's that's what we need, you know, to hear about each other's sitch. That way we can, uh, I don't know, get to know each other and be buds and ride mopeds and all enjoy the things we love. Um, update on the pre-orders that we did for the t-shirts the new ones all the stone shirts are out they went out last week you should have get them got them by now if you didn't they should be there monday tuesday maybe i did them all priority just to make sure people get them fast and the indigo color shirts we got ordered on friday so i should get the blinks in this week and they should be out this week so everyone's order should be filled and yeah that's it um thanks for listening if you have an idea or a topic or a guest or someone we should get on the show, feel free to email me at mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com and fuck your car. Ride a moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. Ride a moped. I don't know. Like, touch your fly. Was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Wah, wah, wah.